Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Hallelujah. We bless you, O God, this morning for your great mercy towards us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your mercy that is always there. And the grace that is always sufficient for us. We have come into the house of the Lord this morning for the help of God. Let help come, O God. Let help come. Help, O God. For the king said, who can help you if the Lord does not help? That's why we have come to the Lord for help. And we thank you. That there's help in your presence. Thank you that there is comfort in your presence. There's healing in your presence. There's redemption in your presence. There's forgiveness in your presence. Forgive us our sins, Lord. Have mercy on us. Everyone that came here today through this service to the end of the service, let them receive of you a major word, a major breakthrough, a major touch, major healing, major great mighty things that happen in their lives because we have come into the house of the Lord. Draw us close to you, Lord. Let us not be far away from you, but let's walk with you. Bring liberty, freedom to somebody who is in bondage. Somebody who is harassed. Somebody who is stretched beyond limit. Let this person be liberated. Be set free this morning in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We honor you. Holy Spirit, brood over your children. Brood over this place. Be over everyone. And let the rain from heaven fall upon your people. Let the rain from heaven fall upon your people. Let there be showers of blessing upon your people. Doing mighty works, mighty works, mighty works in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. If you are clapping, clap properly. Hallelujah. We are still on how can I say thanks. Is it a powerful thing to say thanks? I said, is it a powerful thing to say thanks to God? How can I say thanks? Right. What the scripture we've been reading? There's one main verse you should know by this time. Read Colossians 3, 15. What does it say? Very good. So let a peace of God rule in your heart. It's also a very important thing to say. Is that not so? Peace should rule in your heart, not war. Your heart must be peaceful. Even when you have things that are not peaceful around you, inside of you, and in your heart. It must be peaceful. Right. So, do you have the peace of God ruling in your heart? 
I think it's a prayer to pray that the peace of God will rule in your heart. Because the peace of God must still rule in your heart. Yes. You have to be peaceful. You don't have to end up in Pantan because of a boy. The peace of God must always rule in your heart. Whether what is happening around is peaceful or not. Inside you, you know, Paul said, I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. So he walks with persuasion. You have to walk with the persuasion of the peace of God and the love of God and the presence of God and the power of God that is always solving problems and taking charge of things that you can't take charge of. The reason why you'll be peaceful also is that you know you are not alone. Yes. Yes. You'll be peaceful because uh, this thing I have somebody who is greater than I am. Yes. He's greater than I am. And I'm not alone in it. And when he comes in, yeah, there's peace all around. And you always know that God is near. And God is with you. That is what ensures peace. Peace doesn't mean there's no struggle. But peace means in the midst of the struggle, I have an assurance of a good outcome. Yes. So, uh, I'm not mad. Very good. And then he said, and be ye thankful. So, now, if you ha- how many still don't have this book? I mean, chapter four of this book, those who are thankful. And I think the title of the book says it, or how can I say thanks? And I'm showing you ways that you can say thanks to God. Ask chapter 26, verse number 12, quickly, whereupon... As I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midnight talking, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all falling to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying, this is um, Paul. This is what happened at his conversion, how he got converted, speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, so, so, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Verse 15, and I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. And... uh, Uh, But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, Unto whom now I send thee. Verse 18. To open their eyes and to turn them from the darkness to light. And from the power of Satan unto God. That they may receive forgiveness of sins. And inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. That is um, in me. And... Continue, 
verse 19. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and to Jerusalem and throughout all the coasts of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. For this cause, causes, the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. So, we are talking about those who are thankful. What do they do? Are you here? Are you still around? Those who are thankful, how do they show their thanks to God? And we have studied about those who are thankful, they are able to give. For God so loved the world that he gave. And he gave his only begotten son. He didn't give as CDs or money or something. He gave his son. If you are thankful to God and you can't give something as simple as your tithe or your offering or money to God, it's a big question mark whether you are really thankful or not because that's about one of the basic things you can do. So this is the life of Paul narrating his own life, how he expressed Thankfulness to God. Now, I'll give you a few points. But let's read this scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 1, 12 to 14. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me. I am thankful to Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Because I was what? Three things that Paul said he was. was what? Number one is what? A blasphemer. Number two is what? A persecutor. He was killing church members. Literally. He was there. I mean, he was. He was then maybe like a recruit in the killing ministry when Stephen was killed. Because he collected the quotes and the distance of the people doing the stoning. Or I don't know whether he was their manager. But he was a literal killer. So what he says is that he had license to go from house to house and catch people. If he sees that you are going to church, he will come and catch you. On your way to church, he will get you and then take you wherever for to be killed. So this is his life. A persecutor. And then thirdly, he's what? Injurious. What does it mean to be injurious? Afflicting injuries and destroyer. I think that's the word I can have. A destroyer of the kingdom, of the church of God. So there are people who destroyed the church of God. Physical destruction is there. And then also people who destroy the work as. Uh-huh. Do you see? As is being done, there are people. So you can destroy by the things you say. Your negative comment, your bad comment, your. 
accusations, the things you say about people in the church and about the church, it's meant to destroy. It is not meant to build. Let me give you one key. And it is something that Jesus said, which I believe is very important for all of us. Find the scripture for me. He that gathereth not with me, scattereth. Put the scripture there. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me, scattereth abroad. Now, why is this scripture a key for us? It's an important key because he said that if you are not with me, what does it mean? You are against me. And he's not making any ground for neutrality. Also, me, I'm not against the church, but uh, I'm also not this. And I mean, there's no middle way. Yes. There's no middle way at all. He that is not with me, he is against me. So if, 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 if you were supposed to show that you are part of the kingdom work or you are in support of something or you are for it and you don't show it, you are just standing there. You are against. You are injurious. You can't be neutral. You are injurious. Yeah. So in the things of God, there's nothing sitting on the fence. Yes. And some of you, you are in the church, but even the negative comment people make about the church, and our church is subject to all kinds of comments and so on from all kinds of people, and especially for people who were with us and somehow find their way out, and then they start talking about the very things that they believe and they cherish and they were part of and, and, and they worked for and sacrificed their life for. Now they go out and then they have all kinds of evil and negative things to say about the same thing. And you're injurious. Married people should fight and force to stay and remain married. Because sometimes even like the church, we have what we call marital commitment. So it is the same thing. Why people will make all the bad comments that they were once maritally committed or they were married to and now it's estranged. Then all kinds of things come. I've, I've seen um, do you know what I've seen? <laughs> do you want to know what I've seen? I've seen I don't know how to how um, like Divorce something. When they write to you that they are divorcing you, what do they send to you? The rate. The rate. rate. Very good. So I've seen a couple. And I was very sad. Yeah. Because you can see... ah, this person and this person that you know, married, now it's like they don't want the marriage, or one doesn't want the marriage, they want to divorce. And then you read the accusations. There was one, I read one, your number, your number, one, two, three, four, five, up to 17. 
Yes. Injurious. Because if you say you are divorcing, you also have to, yes, make your ground very firm and solid and show that the thing is convincing. So the same person that you used to like and flow together, even if you didn't like, right, you were flowing together. You have flowed together, you have been naked together and everything now. One, two, three, four, five, like 17 bad, very bad things. So that's why I'm saying that if you are married, forced to remain married, because I believe that if you get to the other side where it's like you don't want, then everything that you had, maybe you enjoyed, you flowed with and was good before, now you begin to see bad things about all the good things that you had. Oh, you, you, you find like 36. I'm telling you, when you get to that point, you find 36. Because, look, every, the dress that he bought for you and you were so happy that day, you go and say that hey, even the dress, it was, it was smaller. And the reason why he made it small because he has been saying that I've become big. <laughs> and in order to show that the insult of my bigness, you know, then he bought a small dress. You write all those things. You understand what I'm saying? So before, everything was, then it becomes, so that's being injurious to the church. Now, number one, are you there? I said I'll give you some point. Now, your response, not number one yet, but we are talking about your response you know, the other time I was preaching here and I said that there are some people who have a rich past. Do you remember that one? I mean, I don't know. People were angry with me after, but I don't care about it. But they have a rich past because they were bad people. Mm-hmm. And then by God's grace, they were saved. But they would not say that I was a blasphemer. I was a persecutor, I was injurious. That's why I was saying that. They come as they have been holy from the day they were born. Yes. But it's not like that. It's a bad Paul will come in and say that hey, Charlie, me, I be bad personal. I've done this, 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 this against the church. And God has had mercy on me and saved me. And what is my response? So your response to God for his great mercy must be to say thank you. Is that not so? And giving thanks to God in in the way your life turns out is a thanksgiving to God. Giving thanks to God. There was somebody who was very sick and was dying and he said that on the hospital bed, that is that he said that if God will save me and God will raise me from this sick bed, when I move out of here, I'll I'll become a pastor for God. Yes. What what what, what is it? Is the way I will say thank you to God is to become a pastor. I think he said I will serve God with the rest of my life. Yes. So people know that the way to say thank you is to do something. And as they are around it, uh, maybe you don't really see what it is and what God is doing and what God has done. Right? Now, number one, say thank you to God by being obedient to your heavenly visions. Look at verse 26, chapter 26, verse 19. He said, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, 
I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. I was not disobedient. So you say thank you to God by being obedient to the heavenly vision. What's the, your, what's the heavenly vision? Heavenly vision is any type of vision that you have had. Yes, vision like vision, which came like you saw, either in your dream or in your sleep or in your prayer time or something. God showed you something. Don't be disobedient. You have to follow it. Are you with me? You have to follow it to the end. Vision like, for some of us, when we, some time ago, maybe when we got saved, we had a burning desire in us to serve God and to do something for God. I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do that. I want to run around. I want to serve. I want to witness. And I have, it's a, it's a, it's a heavenly vision. It's a vision that God gave you at the time of your salvation. Don't be disobedient to it. But it is also possible that God gave you these things and then you flowed in them for some time. And after some time, you've forgotten about anything that God said or anything that you had a desire for or anything that was in your heart to do for God now. It's not in your heart anymore. You've just shelved it and you are okay with life. No, don't be disobedient to the heavenly vision. And you can say thank you to God by following the same thing. If you look at what we are reading about Paul, the day he got saved, he said, who art thou? Uh, 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 he said, so, so, why persecuted thou me? And he said, well, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. You cannot kick against the pricks. Then he started talking to him about the things that he wants him to do, which are the same things that he continued to do. It's in the next point, though. But what's your vision for the kingdom? What have you thought of vision? When they say vision, don't be confused. It doesn't have to sound like you, you were sleeping and some television screen came and you saw something. If they ask you, what's the vision for your life? Have you seen any television screen that your life is on? They say, what do you think? What is on your mind about the life, your own life this year? What's your vision? What do you want to do? It's vision. What is it that has ever been in your heart? It's a vision. And even a thought on your mind is a vision. And it's heavenly. Once it's got to do with doing something for the Lord, it is heavenly. The way to say thank you to God is to be obedient to that heavenly vision. Yes. Even you see sometimes children and they are Desire. You say they don't know much. I don't care. Their desire is that they want to be a pastor one day. It, it, it's a heavenly vision. If it comes into a child, it's important. And you have to direct the path of the child towards this. Because it's not accidental. It's not like, I don't, I, because oh, he, he doesn't know anything. That's what he's saying. That it, it may be a heavenly vision. But like a child. They do career day in school. And then the career day, the person says, me, I want to be bishop. It's a heavenly vision. Yes, and you have to, if you're a parent, you have to pray about this. For the child, as he's still a child, that the day will not come when he will even turn his back to the kingdom against the kingdom and become a blasphemer and become a persecutor and become injurious to something that as a little child, it was put in his heart or mind that this thing is a good thing. Number two, say thank you to God by continuing faithfully and relentlessly in your call till the end. 
Did you get that one? You, you, you say thank you to God by doing what? Continuing faithfully and relentlessly in your call till the end. Acts 26, 22. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day. Witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophet and Moses did say. Continuing, and then also, you can say thank you to God by continuing in the ministry. Many people start and stop. Today you must decide to continue. It is nice to start things, but it is not that easy to continue. Jesus said in John 8.31, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. If you decided at a point to serve the Lord, you say thank you to God. We are learning from Paul. What did he, how did he say thank you? Did you see the second scripture we read? He said, now I thank uh, the Timothy one, put it there. He said, for which cause? I thank Christ Jesus, my Lord, who has enabled me, counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Christ Jesus, my Lord, who has counted me faithful and put me in the ministry. So, this way of thanking or his thanksgiving is also equated with he being in the ministry. That's what we are talking about. If God has saved me this way, I'm going to serve him all my life. I'm not going to stop somewhere along the way. But people start and they stop. Is that not so? Do you know people who started, somebody who started and has stopped? Eh? Aquaba ladies, do you know people like that? Even amongst you over here, plenty you said. Plenty. May you not be the next person who is stopping. Yes. Oh, yes. And he's continuing to the end. And if you look at Paul's life, it was full of persecutions. People said that because he was a killer and a persecutor, that's why he received hundredfold of <laughs> persecutions. This is the guy, they are looking for him in the city to kill him. And somebody will hide him. They have locked the gate of the city so that he, 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 he would not be able to go out or anything. And they'll put him in a basket. I don't know what kind of basket. And then throw him over the wall. Many troubles. And when he lands outside there, I'm sure he rode like four times over. And he said that through many persecutions, we shall enter into the kingdom. I'm still going on to preach. The next time you find him in the next town. And he's preaching over there. And the people there are also rising up against him to persecute him again. Continuing until the end. Your way of saying thank you is to continue and never stop to the end. But many times... When we have a little problem in life, you have lost your job. So now I can't be a Basenta leader anymore because I've lost my job. My beloved has left me. I mean, I can't do anything. I mean, the reasons, do you see, the things that take us out of the way of God and the work of God and the things of God. Just imagine this person I'm talking about and what he went through. That he said that I'm not stopping. I'm doing it and I am continuing. He said, I have continued until this time. Do you know where he was? He had been arrested. Yes, definitely in Jerusalem. And then, this king Agrippa is um, king over 
there were four main divisions at that time in Israel. And he was king over one of them. So he appeared there. He had appealed to Rome to meet Caesar and talk about all the issues and the, uh, 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 the accusations and things like that. He was on his way. And as I read the thing, I saw that even his, his commission, let me try and stay on the preaching and finish, but I, I, it's nice to understand certain things. Please take me back to the place where he got converted. God said that you will preach to the people of Israel and to the Gentiles, and he mentioned, and also to kings. It was his commission. To kings. So his appeal to Rome, which took him through all these places, is also like fulfilling that purpose. As a person sitting by you, when are you giving up? He said what? What did they say? You are sitting in the church today and you mark where you are sitting and make sure that next week you are there, next week you are there, next week you are there, and 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 next week, when we look this way, we see that you are even that alone, it means something that you are there. Yes. Oh, yes. Just sitting at the place. It means something. Yes. It has something to do with it. Yeah. It's an important thing. Doing what you are doing in the church faithfully. Acts 9. 15, thank you. Yeah, told you. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way. This is, Acts 9 is, the, 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 he's now narrating the conversion. He's now narrating. Lord, so, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, this is the conversion, to bear my name. Ah, this is that guy, what's his name? Ananias is supposed to go and preach and lay hands on him so that he will receive his sight. He said, that guy, <laughs> he's what? A blasphemer? He's a persecutor? He's injurious. I should go to his house. <laughs> I will not go. So God is trying to convince Ananias, the man of God. Wouldn't you be happy that God speaks to you and say that there's somebody here, go and pray for the person that his eyes will be open. Won't you be happy with that? But now the guy is so bad that even as the man of God received the instruction, he said this place, Davida. He said, but the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and unto the children of Israel. Yeah. So all the persecutions and the people trying to tear him apart that day took him and then he said, I'm appealing to Rome. That is taking him on the course of one of the departments of his calling, kings. Yeah. So what you are doing, you must persist in it. Are you hearing me? Persist in it. Since I joined this church, I've never thought about living. Or since I became a pastor, I that. What, what is it that I... No, 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 no. I feel stronger in it every day. And I believe every day that this is the right thing that I've used my life for. And that's what I should do. Are you still here? Are you tired in the church already? You can go to another place. You'll find out that it's the same, if not worse, of whatever you think is bad. Mm. Number three. <laughs> Say thank you to God by witnessing relentlessly to the small and to the great. 
Look at the verse, verse 22. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great. Witnessing. What is witnessing? And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea. And unto Samaria. And unto the uttermost part of the world. What is witnessing? Witnessing is speaking about what you know. What you have seen. What you have experienced. John chapter 1. When uh, John was writing. He said that the things that we have seen which our eyes have looked upon and which our hands have handled, write we unto you. That's witnessing. I'm not talking about something vague, but I'm talking about what I have seen and what I have experienced. I'm talking about my experience of salvation. Oh, yes. Maybe sometimes when some preachers are preachers, ah, why is he? Talking so much about himself, he's witnessing. Allow it. He's witnessing. He's talking about his own experience. Maybe whatever point he's making, the way he has experienced it, that's what he's expressing to you. So don't think that he's being too known or he's full of himself or he likes talking about himself. Who should he talk about? How you have experienced it, how would he know your experience? He has his experience and he's sharing his experience. He's witnessing. Oh, yes. And what experience do you have? Anybody who says that he's saved has something to say. You don't have to know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Your own experience of salvation is enough to witness to the goodness of God, the salvation power of God. And to, if you see what Paul is saying, he said, I, mean, I was a blasphemer, I was a, a persecutor, I was injurious, and now I'm a preacher. If you can say, I was this, and I didn't know God, and I was this, and then God came through and saved me, and now look at me. I'm a preacher, I'm in church, I sing in the choir, I go to church every Sunday, I do this, I do that. That alone is a message. <laughs> it's a message you are sending somewhere. This year, my year of being thankful. And you have to show your thankfulness by being a relentless witness of the gospel, the salvation to the small and to the great. Fearlessly, fearlessly. Witnessing to everyone. We must witness to everyone we meet. In every song we sing. Tell them of the soon coming king. Everyone. Don't mean him. We should be our church. We witness. We should be I mean, thank God that you are saved. If you were not saved, I don't know who was coming to meet you anywhere. Because when they see you, they say, hey, this one. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, yeah, monkeys play by sizes. <laughs> you have rode your, uh, you're in your car, rode here, rode there, and rode the boot, and rode the windscreen, and everything. And you're inside shoe, and then music is playing. What tapo, your friend is saying, live and not like that. And who is a basenta leader? Then basenta leader, we, umuna. And you see this one, he said, no, 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 no. When you see this one, I said, this one can be saved. But as for that one, <laughs> this is a soul <laughs> that can go to heaven. But we are witness this year, we are witnessing to what? Small and great. Are you afraid of the great? No. You are also great. Yes, small and great. We are witnessing to all of them. That's how we are showing thankfulness to our God by witnessing 
by going on Saturdays. When they say that Saturday afternoon, we are going on visitation, witnessing. Hey, don't stay at home. I said don't stay at home. Your way to show that you are thankful is that you join the team and you go out there. And don't say you don't have anything to say. That means you are not born again. If you are born again, there's something you can say. And you will say it. You will be surprised that people will be born again. They will follow you. Yesterday I was talking to somebody. He's in America. And I always remember, I think it, it was after he left that I asked him, so how did you join the church? Then he said, that time we were being sacked. Our church, they would sack us, my former church, from here. Then we'll go here. Then they would sack us. And so one of the sackings and the new place that we had gone, we had a house. We were meeting in a house. No, no. That was even before we were sacked. We were in the old place. But we just used to go to this house. Um, one of the things we'll do is that we'll make tea. Afternoon tea. You. And then we'll go around and look for people and invite them to come and drink their tea. And he said, he, he said, I was walking somewhere and then I was somebody, I don't remember who he said, came to call me to come and drink tea in the house. And I went. So that's how I got saved. Yes, that's how I got saved. He's a pastor. Not even in Ghana. He's a pastor in America, which means a very high level pastor. Yeah. I was talking with him. I said, if you see, this is where I got saved. You are the pastor. You are the first pastor in my life. Look, you may not even know what you are doing and how important it is. And who is benefiting from it. And how somebody's life is being transformed by that small little thing you are doing. So I want to encourage everybody. Those of us who used to do like breakfast meetings. Come on. If we don't do it, we are not showing our thankfulness to God. We are not saying thank you. Those who used to do a what street jam. Hey, don't do it. We have stopped. Eh? Now we have advanced. To what? Those who used to go to Ofanko Barrier and dance and then people come, you preach to them. You stopped. Eh? Those who used to go to where's Reverend Yao? I remember we went into Gonse. What the Ablekuma inside there with the choir? How many choirs were there? You were there some. And now you won't go again. When was the last time you went to Gonse? Or anywhere? Just to sing. And people come and gather and you preach to them. Why advance you? Who else? You were there some. I mean, there's some. <laughs> I was there some. My English teacher is dead. That's why. All these things we used to do. Yeah. Used to. God should forgive us to even use that expression used to. Last point. Number four, say thank you to God by accepting to relentlessly preach about the cross and the sufferings of Christ. I will add this one because it's the same verse. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those things which the prophet and Moses did say should come. Verse 23. That Christ should suffer and that he should be first. He should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and unto the Gentiles. I need to add this because a sequence 
Yeah. What's the? He said, I'm showing time by doing what? Preaching about money. Preaching about success. Preaching about power, governmental power. Here some people are supposed to do elections and it has become confusion. Is that what I should preach about? No. But he said, I'm preaching about the cross and Christ Jesus. That is what Paul had been doing, showing his thing. Because how was he saved? He was saved by the cross. He was saved by the blood. He was saved by Christ Jesus. So why should he leave that one and start preaching some other things? How to become the next president in 2024. Seven points to become. This is the message. So, you see, there are people there in the church, but they like, you love to hear other things. Sometimes it's just, maybe you love rhyming words. Eh? Yeah, they say this, then I don't like what? This, then they are trash like that. From grace, grass to grace, attitude depends, determines your altitude. And that's what but the message is about what it's about the cross it's about the blood it's about Jesus it's about the cross it's about the blood it's about Jesus so somebody said that why should I preach about blood who want to hear things bloody and blood but that's what it is that's what saved us that's what saves us so it's preaching and he's preaching about the blood. He's preaching about the cross. He's preaching about Christ. May you be the preacher of today. And preaching about the cross. And preaching about Christ. And preaching about, about, about salvation. Because that is how you are showing your thankfulness to God. I'm so thankful that I can't stop preaching. I'm so thankful that I can't stop witnessing. I'm so thankful I can't stop what I'm doing in the church. I'm so thankful I want to do more for God. I want to find more work in the house of God and do it more and more and more because God has saved me. I was injurious. I was a persecutor. I was a murderer of the people. But God saved me. Maybe you are not murdering anybody. You are not doing anything. But God saved you. And if God has saved you, it is the greatest thing that was ever, the greatest gift that was ever given to you was the gift of salvation. And you never have to stop saying thank you. You know, somebody, some good things were done for the person and he was thankful and happy and everything. Later on, when he became some way, an evil spirit was entering or entered or about to or knocking at the door. Said, ah, so, should I spend all my life saying thank you for this thing that you have done? That's the question that the person asked. All my life I should say thank you. Yes, all your life you should say thank you. All your life you should say thank you. If a great, a good thing has been done, what is it? Oh, I've said it, I've said thank you. What else? Every day I should come and say thank you to you. Stand. So this year, as we are saying thank you to God, we are saying our thank you by engaging in the work of God and in the things of God. How many want to engage in the work of God and in the things of God? That's the way you can say thank you. Oh, yes. That's what Paul is saying. I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. What was the heavenly vision? The heavenly vision said that you should go out, you should preach. I'm sending you to the Gentiles, to the kings, and to the children of Israel. That's the heavenly vision. And I was not disobedient. And he said, you you are saying thank you to God. By continuing relentlessly. That is, I'm not stopping. How many are planning to stop? No. How many sometimes it occurs to you that 
what you are doing now, emphasizing the words, which are better. Has it occurred to you before? Let me see your hand like this. Let me see. Yes, thank you. Yes, that Satan will always come and talk to you like this. But are you ready to stop? No. I'm a basenta leader. I'm not ready to stop being a basenta leader. I bring people to church. I'm not ready to stop bringing people to church. I organize them and we have meetings in the area. I'm not stopping it now. I hold this thing. Some placard to welcome people. Is that what you do? The church I went to, they have the same thing. They said they copied it from you people. Yes. Now that's all they they, 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 they got it from here. Will you stop? I don't know what it does. I, I won't say anything it has done to me personally. But by all means, it is doing something good to somebody somewhere. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. The the the, the, the slightest thing for the kingdom, it has an impact on somebody's life. Never stop it. Are you here? Never stop it. Anything you can do, do it for God. And never stop doing it. Yeah. And he said, I'm a witness. To who? To the small and to the great. Are you afraid of the great? Are you afraid of the small? We are not afraid of nobody. We are showing thankfulness by witnessing to everybody. And then we are showing thankfulness by emphasizing that the main thing is Christ Jesus and him crucified. The blood, the salvation that we have. Father, let's thanksgiving abound and redound from us by our engagement with God and the things of God. Anyone that the devil is telling, look, don't do it. Withdraw. Come out. It's not important. It's too much. Father, stabilize such a person and let thanksgiving fill their hearts. They say, when they look at what you have done. They will never go back. And they will never say it's too much. Let the peace of God. Rule in their hearts. Being thankful. Being thankful. Thank you that we are engaging in the ministry. And the work of the ministry. And the work of God. The work of witnessing. The work of preaching. The work of organizing people. The work of helping people. The work of taking people into the kingdom. We are engaging far stronger than we have done before. Oh yes, far stronger than we have done. Far stronger than we have done. Any little thing, calling people and encouraging them. Visiting people. Gathering people. Any, that's like saying hello to somebody in the church, Lord, let it be on our heart that our thanksgiving will redound in all these areas in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm praying for you. Close your eyes, everybody. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to say that, Pastor, pray for me. I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want to be born again. I am thankful that Jesus died. And the way I can express my thankfulness is by opening my heart for Jesus to come into my heart. You are here. You want Jesus to come into your heart. Lift up your right hand like this. I'm going to pray for you. I'm praying for somebody whose name is about to enter into the records in heaven. About to enter into the records in heaven. Now say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart today. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with the blood. Make me a new person. From today, 
I will serve Jesus. I will follow Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Amen. God bless you. That as we come to you, we have this assurance that in this year, we shall not want. We shall not want. We'll be able to say that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. At the end of the year, we'll say that the Lord has been my shepherd and I have not lacked anything. May you not lack anything. May everything you need be provided. Before you pray, it is answered. Some prayer topics will not be prayer topics anymore. Because they'll be answered permanently. And higher topics will come to you. May you rise higher in the spirit. Higher in the anointing. Higher in the oil. Minding higher things. Greater things. That takes you higher. And takes you further. In Jesus name. Thank you Lord. For your great mercy. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing holy.